Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He's with us now, so let's head out to the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Steve Kerr sponsored by Xfinity. The Xfinity 10G network is made for streaming live sports, which means it's the network you can rely on in the biggest moments. The Xfinity 10G network, the best way to stream live sports, and presented by Great Clips in sports. Success is about team effort, and the same is true for your hair. Great Clips, it's going to be great. I was just at Great Clips over the weekend and saw my guy Ty, and I loved it. He did a, a great job no matter what all of you think who are watching on YouTube. So I, I, uh, I, I loved it. Steve Kerr joins us now. Coach, it's great to have you, and, and I know you don't want sympathy from anyone, so I'll ask it this way. Like, how has in-game decision-making for you been different this year versus years past? Well, I think we have uh, a very deep roster um, which is, has been really helpful, you know, being able to survive um, a lot of injuries this year. Uh, I would say the tricky part is just the the, um, the lack of clarity in terms of, um, you know, who to play from night to night because our, our guys are very closely matched, to be honest with you. We've got a lot of guys who are, who are good players who uh, haven't really separated from one another. Um, now, Kaminga clearly has over the last month, which has been great to see. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and we're starting to, to get uh, consistent closing minutes from, from Brandon Pujemski as well, which is really exciting. Uh, but we got a lot of guys. You know, you saw it with Guy and Lester last night. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys who could close the game, who could play well, who, who uh, have the ability to be out there when we need them. So, um, I, I, you know, it's a great challenge. Um, it's, it's great to have the number of guys that we have, but it is at uh, times, um, you know, it makes, it does make for, uh, for some difficult decisions. Well, let's just stick with Guy and Lester for a minute as we're all starting to get to know them a little bit better. What's impressed you the most about Guy Santos and Lester Quinones over the last couple of weeks, Steve? Well, they've been with, uh, with Santa Cruz now, um, the last couple of years. And, and so we know both players really well. Lester is very athletic and, and bouncy. I thought his defense last night was, was fantastic. Um, he had the big offensive night in Atlanta. You know, he's capable of creating a shot and getting to the basket, uh, and, um, being pretty explosive. So he gives us a, a nice quality there in that, uh, backup point guard role. And then with Guy, he's he reminds me a little bit of Juan Toscano Anderson. You know, it's it's all hustle and awareness and and cutting at the right time and getting the offensive rebound, sprinting back in transition. 
Uh, he's a connector. The ball moves when he's out there, and uh, and he just makes everybody around him better. So it was really fun to, to see those two guys the last couple games. Uh, after all the hard work they put in in Santa Cruz, uh, it's great to see them rewarded and, and, and for them to reward us, too. Steve, I do wonder what uh, what what kind of a surprise that, that is to you, though, since we're on this topic. Like, if we had said to you at the beginning of the year, that Guy Santos would be in a closing lineup of a victory in February. What what would your response have been? <laughs> you know, we we, uh, we we loved Guy in camp. We recognized the the kind of player he is. You know, an energy guy and uh, someone like I said who can connect uh, lineups, make people better. Um, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Um, you know, closing a game, particularly with the depth that we have that I just talked about. Um, but you know, he was. That that group that he was with was really clicking, and I just felt like it made the most sense just to keep them keep them together and and let them finish, and they did a good job of it. Minutes for some come in the expense of minutes for others, and it was Clay Thompson last night not in the finishing lineup. Where's Clay in terms of his overall confidence level and his game here now that he's been not in the finishing lineup in a couple of these games? Yeah, we've talked, and you know that's uh, that's all uh, part of it. Um, you know, the, the the communication that happens uh, with each guy based on his own circumstances, and and so right now Clay's going through a little bit of a rut. Um, you know, he's still a, a, a hell, hell of a player and a guy that we're going to need and that we're going to count on. Um, but this last week, uh, there's just been a few games where. You know, it just felt felt like it was uh, the right thing to do with to close with someone else, just based on how the games were going. And he's embraced it. Uh, you know, he's accepted it really well. I thought his comments after the game last night were perfect. You know, talking about the young guys and and how happy he was for them. So he's handling it really well. Um, but it, it it's you know it's just kind of part of it for him. It's uh, it's it, this has been a rough rough patch for him. Yeah, I, I, coach, I'd, I'd say the comments were, were definitely good teammate comments, but at the same time, he's definitely frustrated. And with everything that the two of you have been together, uh, been through together, I, I, I wonder what, what this has been like to make decisions like this. How, how much of a challenge has that been for you? Well, when you know somebody for a decade, uh, you know, there's a lot of trust that's built up and we've been through everything together. And, um, you know, the same goes for Steph and, and Draymond and, uh, you know, we, 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 these relationships are, are really, uh, grounded and, and, you know, founded in, in trust and, and respect. So, um, you know, these, these are, as I said, difficult decisions, but, uh, they're ones that, um, you know, that I have to make as a head coach and that Clay has to uh, accept as a, a member of the team and doesn't make it easy, but it, it does, it does mean that we just have to keep communicating and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll for sure do that. Well, Steve, this is a difficult question to ask, but, but, but I'm going to ask it. Do, do you feel like Clay has an accurate acceptance of where he is in his career, particularly after what he's physically been through? I just think Clay is going through uh, what most, if not all, athletes go through at, at some point. Where you know you're, you're not quite the same guy as you were, you know, five years ago. And and it's okay to 
admit that and it's okay to accept it. And I, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot this year, uh, not only for, for clay individually, but for our team is, uh, as we get older, how can we win in the margins? What, what can we do incrementally better this year to, to, you know, to make, uh, to make up for the fact that we're a little older. And, and so those are conversations that I have with players and uh, conversations I have with our team. And they definitely, you know, apply to clay that, you know, when he, uh, becomes a playmaker out there and moves the ball. Um, he is at his best. And, and, um, I, I think he's, he's still, you know, an elite shooter. I mean, he, even during a, a, what for him is a down shooting area, he's still, still, you know, 37, 38%, which is really good from three. Um, but when he's coming off screens and, you know, hitting Looney or Trace Jackson Davis, uh, for a dunk or swinging the ball to the weak side, you know, we become a better team. And so we, we talk about things like that, you know, and I think sometimes clay is just. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts so hard on himself and he expects so much that he just wants to make every shot and um it 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 can't be about the shooting it's got to be about everything else does that make it harder on clay though because you know we all talk about the claymaker game and the splash brother and all the shooting that he's done and when the shot's not there do you see that it might be difficult for clay to really find his footing on this team no, I don't think I don't think there's any problem with him finding his footing on this team. I I just think that, and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what it feels like to be Clay, um, you know. But imagine, you know, being that good, you know, and scoring thirty eight and a quarter, sixty and three quarters, you know, and and then uh, you know, two career threatening injuries later, and you're you're you know you're trying to find it. That can't be easy, you know. That can't be easy. So I think that the main thing is he's he's still a very good player. He still represents something for us that's very important, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the floor spacing, the defense, the versatility. Um, he still has that. Um, it's just different, and and I think that you know part of the the challenge for him and for us is just to uh, to adapt to that, to adapt to those changed circumstances and and um, and still be a, a you know a player who impacts winning which he always has steve kerr with us here with it in dibs coach what what's the role of steph and draymond in, in a situation like this where clay might be uh you know feeling that frustration steph is still playing at the height of his powers draymond's been amazing since he he's returned and they've all been through this together so what what, what are they doing for clay 
Uh, that's the question for them. You know, like I, I don't, I don't say anything to those guys. They, they have, uh, really powerful relationships and, and, uh, you know, you saw Draymond last night walk by Clay's locker and said, who cares? I got benched in the finals, you know, and, and that's a, what a great comment from Draymond to remind Clay that, you know, he's not alone in that regard. And, and, uh, those guys are also close that, uh, I have no doubt that Steph and Draymond are both, uh, you know, g- giving, giving Clay the support he needs behind the scenes. One guy not getting benched too often is Jonathan Kaminga. Can you liken his eruption to any player maybe that you played with or anything else that you've seen from a a player who's gone from where he was last April and May where he was not even playing really in the postseason to now he's an absolute double-double machine? Yeah, I mean, he's just had a breakthrough, and and it's been so fun to watch. Um, You see the way he's attacking the rim, uh, the way he's cutting to the rim. He had several cuts to the rim last night for dunks. And, you know, the breakthrough has happened, and and it's exciting to see. Um, You know, the the thing that I've just tried to remind people of the last couple of years is just just how young a lot of these guys are. I mean, uh, J.K. just had, I think, 10 games in the G League bubble before he got here. And so what, what we're doing now in the NBA is what college coaches used to do, you know, 20 years ago. We're, we're coaching freshmen and sophomores now. And, and, uh, and so they, they have to become juniors, you know, before they're really ready to, to, to feel and understand the game and understand winning. And, and I think that's what's happening right now with JK, that the, the foundation that he's been building the last couple of years is really clicking and the, the game's slowing down. He's starting to, to, to see where he can attack and when, and he's minimizing his mistakes and, and, uh, you know, and, and when we've changed things for him too, you know, we've, we've opened up the floor. We're, we've gone away from the, the two big lineup with Looney and, and Draymond. So he's got more space out there with, you know, playing with Steph and clay and wigs and, and he's really using it and he's attacking well. So it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic to see his growth and his development. Uh, first of all, coach, congratulations on getting a Draymond review. Correct. <laughs> that's right um and, and and secondly take us through the anatomy of that with 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 how forthright he is i'll use that word in requesting your review when it when it involves him like how do you guys balance that take, take us through what happens in those moments well jacob rubin is our coach who's who's got the monitor behind the bench i always look to him and sometimes the monitor either isn't working or he doesn't have a good angle and these things happen pretty quickly you know i so uh draymond happened to be right along the baseline last night when the ball went out of bounds but he jumps up he says review it review it it went off down i look at jacob jacob shakes his head he says i don't have a good angle and draymond is desperately playing with me to to take the time out and it just felt like the right thing to say all right i trust you we got this and uh and so it worked you know and and uh and then like 10 minutes later i had the whole bench uh erupting and uh, telling me to challenge the foul on lester and and that one didn't work and uh i was joking with jacob afterwards we we've had this process in place for a couple of years now you know where i don't listen to anybody but him and i told him after the game our process is completely destroyed now it's total free for all <laughs> well, and those are almost impossible to overturn you know the kick out was it a kick out or did he impede the leg and, and whatnot and those are i think much more 
difficult, but in terms of the Draymond factor, when he twirls that finger in the air, is part of you to just look away like you didn't even see it? Because Draymond <laughs> probably wants you to, to challenge 8-10 to 10 a game, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, the time and circumstance do you know help me make my decision. Like it just felt you know everything was going great last night in the second half. You know we really were controlling the half. The team was playing so well. There's a great energy on the bench. It felt like a really good time to just say, "Yeah, you got it. I'll I'll trust you on this one." If the opposite is true, if the game's going in the other direction, he does it out of frustration. I'm much more likely to pretend I didn't see him. <laughs> good honesty. Steve Kerr with us here on Willard and Dibs, 95-7 the game. Coach, how's Andrew Wiggins' foot? Uh, good. He practiced today, and he's uh, probable for tomorrow. Okay, and, and along those lines, and I know he's been there most of the time, but along the lines of, for instance, Draymond's back, Moody is back, other guys are going to be coming back soon, GP2, Chris Paul. And you've mentioned a number of times that you love the team's depth, but we're also, of course, clearly aware of all of the minutes conversations that that have gone on this year. So is there a point where that depth almost becomes a bad thing or, or a challenge for you? It's never a bad thing. Um, you know, the opposite is way worse. You know, um, I think the challenge is just trying to keep everybody uh, on board and, and happy. And, and um, I give this team... And every individual on this team, um, great credit this year for sticking together in what has been a difficult season, you know, below 500. You know, we've lost a lot of close games. Um, and a lot of guys have not received the minutes they've wanted. And this team has stuck together and, and kept things going. It's why I actually have a very positive uh, outlook on, on, you know, the rest of the season. I really think we can turn this around and, and have a great year. Because we just have quality guys. Um, they're, they're, you know, that doesn't mean they're happy not playing, but um, they have embraced this idea of, you know, you, you support your, your teammate and you take advantage of your opportunity when it comes and you, you just stay ready. And, that, and that's what the guys have done. Trade deadline about 45 hours away. I'm sure you've had conversations with Mike Dunleavy. I don't want to betray the trust that you have between the GM and yourself, but what are these days like as a head coach, knowing that the team's starting to play well and starting to, to really gear up for a run, yet you may lose some pieces and add some new pieces in the next couple of hours? Yeah, it's all uh, you know part of the, the rhythm of, of every season. You know, you get to this week, and you just don't know exactly what's going to happen. The fact is, usually nothing happens. Um, you know, I would say definitely more than half of the uh, – that the times in, in my, you know, 10 years here, uh, nothing's happened, but, um, the possibility of it is there. The players feel it, their families feel it. Um, you know, so you just, you don't, you don't really know what's going to happen and you just have to, 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 you know, keep moving forward. And, um, you know, so, but yeah, I'll be talking to Mike every day, the next couple of days and we'll see how it all plays out. But I, I don't anticipate anything happening. Yeah, Steve, it's interesting. And you, you've been very clear in the past with, uh, the way reports come out on social media at times and whatnot. There's a report a couple of hours ago that termed the Warriors as desperate to make a deal. Like what, what, what would you tell fans who, who listen to what you just said, but see that 
uh, on, on social media? <laughs> well, be careful what you read. I mean, it's uh, I, I can tell you uh, there's been no desperation on our part um, whatsoever. Uh, Mike is doing his job. You know, he's staying in touch with everybody from around the league. So, you know, there's plenty of conversations, but there's uh, zero desperation, I can tell you that. Is it safe to buy a Curry jersey, Steve, or is Steph on the move? <laughs> yes, you know, splurge and go go, okay. go buy it. It should be fine for uh, for many years to come. I had to put you on the record, Steve, not to corner you. You know, it's not usually my bit. <laughs> It's a huge relief because yeah. I already bought one for my kid for Christmas. So it's a, it's, it's a yeah, huge relief. Um, Coach, uh, thank you. Thank you as always. Philadelphia tomorrow, uh, Indiana on, uh, on Thursday. Um, big finish to the road trip. Uh, how are you feeling about those two matchups, by the way, back-to-back and fatigue and, and everything that goes into it? Yeah, we've had a lot of games. Um, so I, I think it'll be five and seven days by the end of this trip. So uh, not an easy trip, but our guys are – are really doing a great job of um, competing and and staying together, and uh, you know we I think we have a chance here to to get on a run, and I'm excited. Um, final score: Niners Chiefs. Twenty-four, twenty-three, Niners. Oh, crying Man, out loud! That's, a, that's not wait, cover, wait, that's, Steve. That's wait, what Come Jake on, Jake Moody at the buzzer. Are you trying to kill us? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just you. You ask me, I give an answer, yeah. and then you're going to critique me. I mean, just I, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I don't know. Point, I don't know if I'll be back for next week's interview. <laughs> I'm going to be in the hospital if it's that close. That's all I'm saying. Uh, go Niners! Yeah, there it is. Well done, all Steve. Right. right, Coach. Thank thanks. Thanks as always. All right. See you guys. All right. We definitely Steve will. likes the under Steve. apparently, <laughs> but barely. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.